0: I'm Tanner Johnson. And I'm Jack Dodgen. We're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Teen life can be difficult to navigate. New emotions, experiences, pressures, and challenges shape what we understand about our identity. It's almost like navigating a maze. Twists, turns, dead ends. Uh, The race can be both exhilarating and terrifying. At Through the Maze podcast, we believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When we put our trust in him, we can navigate the maze and build our identity based on who he says we are. And in the end, find life and life to the fullest thank you for walking alongside us today hey everybody welcome back to the podcast uh we're excited to get back into it today uh, got, got jack here hello how's it going man good you doing good right? I'm feeling all right yeah good not anxious at all Good. Uh, I am now. You are now. Uh, yeah. now. Uh, yeah, we're we're really uh, gonna be talking a little bit about an- anxiety today. So I was seeing how worried uh, Jack was about that, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm nervous too. So we're, we'll we'll all just uh, we'll all going. we'll all be all right. Um, uh, just, we have your diary. <laughs> oh no! 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 no. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah, we're, it's a it's a pretty pretty big topic. Um, I know that it's it's something that. Uh, I, I see teens dealing with a lot in, in youth group stuff. I mean, it, it comes up all the time and just being nervous about putting themselves out there, even in just youth group settings where it's supposed to feel very safe and everything. But I mean, like when we get to the statistics, you'll see it's all over the place and, and for many different reasons. Um, but, uh, We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, first, I had a, I found a clip that I think might be helpful as well when mm-hmm. dealing with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll come through as a little bit of a sound bite for you guys, but uh, just enjoy this a little, little bit of therapy here for just, you. Just
1: washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlyle referred me. Yes, yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh no, no, no. We don't. We don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat and uh, let let me uh, tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I um, I charge five dollars for the for the first five minutes, and and then absolutely nothing after that. How does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in, in cash or by check. Wow, okay. And, uh, and I, I don't make change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, alive in a box (laughs) I just I start thinking about being buried alive and I begin to panic Has, has, has anyone ever ever tried to to bury you alive in a box no no but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible I mean I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house Anything boxy. <laughs> so, what what you're saying is you're uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in into your life. Shall so I uh, write them down? Well, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most we find most people can uh, can remember them. <laughs> Who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this—you know—this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you—you—you you, you, you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, all right. We'll stop it there. Uh, if you, if you want to see that, if you want to actually see that clip, you can YouTube. It's a uh, Bob Newhart stop it. Uh, it's just a goofy scene. The therapy, like this lady's terrified of being buried alive in a box. Uh, I I love that. It's just like he asks the question, "Have you ever? Has anyone ever?" tried that before <laughs> and like is this a life experience that you've dealt with but she's like no not at all um we could just have an invitation song and be done that's right uh, that's all that we'll we'll just, solves it I think. <laughs> yeah that, that, just stop it i mean um and i know that uh, if you deal with anxiety and have a have a lot of anxiety in your life that doesn't feel like very helpful advice uh you don't want to feel that um and it's probably a lot more complicated than that honestly yes but at the same time uh, some of the advice that we're going to get today from our from our scripture is I mean that's kind of the, the idea stop being anxious stop being scared stop being afraid um, but we'll, we'll get there and uh, obviously Jesus has a little bit more to to back it up and, and we'll get yes. there when we get to the scripture there so yeah. uh, but talking about anxiety here uh, there's a Pew, Pew survey uh, that said that uh, 61% of teens uh, say that they face a lot of pressure to get good grades. It's one of the main main reasons they are anxious. Uh, about 29% say that they feel this pressure to look good in front of others. Uh, it's one of those things that way, uh, adds into their anxiety. 28% want to fit in socially. Uh, and 6% say that they are pressured into drinking alcohol or doing doing things they're not supposed to. And so they're really anxious about just, just fitting in, uh, being a part of what everyone else is. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems like whenever you look at a lot of these statistics, it, it kind of falls into a couple of categories. It's being being successful, you know, either in their own eyes or even just... Keeping their parents off their back successful, or uh, or the other side of I want to fit in with my friends and not be an outcast for some reason, and every single thing that I do uh, weighs into that. You know, so there's a lot of anxiety there. So, yeah. um, there's another study in uh, clinical psychological science uh, and saying that there's been a kind of a troubling development in teens between 2010 and 2015, and um, it teens who felt uh, and this is quote unquote. Uh, useless and joyless surged about 33 percent within those five years uh, the number of 13 to 18 year olds who committed suicide jumped about 31 percent within those five years mm-hmm. you don't take any stab at like what happened within 2010 and 2015 that might have might have caused that I, I'm, I'm gonna make you anxious and put you on the spot by seeing if you can take a crack at what might have Happened. What, what became I feel like I should know it really easily so, if
2: I'm struggling with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's okay. That's okay. I know. Oh, you, phone a friend. You, you phone a friend. Yeah. Well, we... hey, you, you were like on it with with that one. Uh, it's when the <laughs> iPhone came into uh, popularity, actually, oh, uh, right, right within there. Um, it, it actually uh, became yeah. super popular t- during those times. And uh, like what some of the stats are, are reading out is that teens who spend uh, five or more hours online a day they're 71% more likely than those who spend only Mm. one hour a day to have at least one suicide risk factor. Um, So, like, imagine that, you are you know, it's just this, you don't get to disconnect ever if you have one of these uh, iPhone smartphones and it's just, now you're constantly trying to, like, make sure everybody sees you and sees you in a positive light, just worrying about what everybody's thinking all the time. it's great always bringing this back into it, but the anxiety levels in people have actually been exacerbated greatly by COVID, obviously. Because like, the studies that I said, that was between 2010, 2015. Yeah, and, and it was already jumping to some of those really extremes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, since uh, between 2019, 2021, uh, in 2021, over 5.4 million people took a mental health screen. Uh, and that was representing a nearly 500% increase over the people who com- completed the screening in 2019, and a 100% 103% increase over 2020. So basically, after COVID happened, there's all these people flocking to take these mental health screens to figure mm-hmm. out if mm-hmm. their their heads are right yeah, or what's going. Feel right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's yeah. weird there. So there's there's something mental that's been kind of going on. But uh, another finding from that is that. Uh, more youth are struggling with their mental health and are seeking support online. It says about 45% of individuals in the U.S. who took that screen in 2021 uh, were youth ages about 11 to 17, and that's about a 16% higher than average than the 2019 time. So, um, basically, it was bad before <laughs> as yeah. far as this anxiety goes, with this huge jump with you know social media becoming big and teenagers getting iPhones and not that I mean obviously I like. I don't know why we even have to say the disclaimer of like, obviously they can do good things and they can be a good tool for some things, but also very, very done
2: a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, they have done, done a lot of, a lot of damage there. And so um, with all of this, you know, like you can think about COVID stuck inside and now like the only thing that people see of you is what you post online, right? The only thing that's going on there. And so you're just kind of, you can get stuck in your head and uh, things get kind of, uh, crazy there. So.
2: There's there's something to be said too for and I it's been a while since I've read this but uh, thinking about the the younger generation, mm-hmm. COVID is a very formative part. Like that mm-hmm. ruined school years for yeah. a couple of years. You know, graduating seniors, all this stuff. But that's going to be something that's now that that's made some changes within mm-hmm. the world. And and yeah. similarly to how the Great Depression messed with that yeah. generation, where yeah. I've got. Uh, grandparents and stuff And I'm like mm. why are you holding on to all right, of this yeah, It's like yeah. well if you went through what I went through <laughs> That would be But yeah, that, that mindset yeah. shaped everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For Tanner and I it was stuff like 9-11 and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Even the yeah. Murrow bombing yeah, At yeah, a, yeah. a younger age here in Oklahoma almost, mm-hmm. There's a lot of this like oh man There could be yeah. terror around every corner right. And all that stuff and that has shaped and changed The yeah, way yeah we fly and all yeah. this and that's just what we grew up in. Yeah. So there's and all these environmental factors that just keep getting piled on of yeah. hey, we haven't had a crisis in a while. Here's COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go. And so we've got at least two generations mm-hmm. going into a third of yeah, be yeah. anxious all the time please because right. danger's everywhere and people are watching you and you're mm-hmm. watching them and yeah, yeah,
0: be be careful everywhere you go. You know, you, you yeah. can't go outside by yourself, you know, no. you can't you have to you know, it's it's terrifying obviously but uh we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, this anxiety here and um, i want to get into a few passages uh, where i think uh, there are instances that would be cause for a great amount of anxiety within the disciples i think um starting out is is in matthew chapter 8 and it's uh, one of the miracles that jesus performs uh but it, this is this is the beginning i'm gonna kind of give the lead into it. And then we're going to come back in a minute and kind of read Jesus' responses to each of these. Uh, but we'll, we'll look at all of these as far as like how they co- could be very anxious moments, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but we get into Matthew eight and it says, uh, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves, uh, but he was asleep and they went and woke him saying, save us Lord. We are perishing. Okay. So um, this is just leading into it. Obviously they're all on this boat in the middle of the sea and, a uh, great storm shows up and their lives are literally in danger, right? Um, some of the disciples, you know, they wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been so much dependent on the sea, but some of them were like fishermen. They were out there all the time, mm-hmm. so they would be, they would know if you know this is not a good place to be right now, and so. Um, they're all just terrified okay so yeah I don't know if you've ever had your life like your life was in danger at any point like you know where you were scared for
2: so let, let's is let's it- use this example I guess yeah. I went tubing with people one time yeah. which is you sit in an inner tube and half your body's like in the mm. dirty lake that you can't see yeah, or yeah. pond or whatever mm. uh, but I went with a guy and his son and they did this kind of stuff all the time Mm -hmm. i didn't know what it was until the day before and i went oh that's what we're doing (laughs) yeah yeah. uh it's too late to back out (laughs) so i went but when they in preparing everything that next morning when they made sure they both had a gun, you know, just in case of snakes, mm-hmm. that was the moment for me that I'm like, oh, oh. no, yeah, this like is, this could be. I don't <laughs> have a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's where's my gun? Who's staying yeah. with me and all this stuff? But I wasn't concerned about any of that mm. really until that moment and then I was like, well, if these guys who do this all the time are sitting here going, yeah. we need to make sure we have our gun on us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> is a snake gonna get me? Is so? Mm-hmm. what's gonna mm-hmm. happen here? Yeah, yeah. We're fine, but. Yeah. But that yeah, was definitely your life was in danger yeah, i was 100%. definitely concerned yeah. we shot a leaf because i thought it was a snake i said shoot that thing <laughs> yeah, that's what, i don't care i don't care what it is like uh, it's moving and yeah. it's
0: in the water like get it but there, um, there was definitely a, yeah, a bit yeah. of a freak out for me yeah, like, yeah. well we we had a moment i may have been i don't know if it was last sunday or the sunday before i think it was last sunday uh we went to meet scarlett's parents to pick up parker and we were in the parking lot and like across this is the, over in Edmond. So there's, there's the Mazios and across the street, there's like this big hippo statue and Parker saw the mm-hmm. statue and yeah, was like, yeah. Hey, that's cool. I want to go see it. And so she bolted, but like, all of a sudden like headed for this busy street on, God. like it was, whew, yeah. heart was pumping, like going crazy, yelling like crazy, trying to get her stop, And you know, she's fast for a two year old. You dove know, and she, got her with the one arm. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The adrenaline kicked in. Right. I grabbed her with one arm and stopped the car with the other. You know, mm. that's, that's what happened. Um, and, uh, Anyone? I saw that on Facebook. That was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, yeah, don't ask Scarlett because she'll lie. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. There's this. There's this moment of like their li- life is in danger. That's yeah. huge anxiety. Like that makes me think of the 9-11 stuff, the COVID stuff. Like yeah. your life is there's there's terror around, like literally in front of you. You see it right there with your yeah. own eyes. Um, let's go to another one, maybe a l- little more mild, but still probably a relatable anxiety that uh, you have. Uh, Matthew 14, Jesus is about to uh, feed the 5,000. It says, uh, When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Okay, so have you ever just been unprepared for something? Like you've been given a task and you just, you do not have, you know what you need for it that's yeah, like the stress yeah. like i had a i had a dream once that i was like going up to teach class and i did not have any notes anything prepared at all and like i was sitting there with the book in front of me and i just like i couldn't do it. i don't i don't know i just i completely blank they're like elders in the, my classroom yeah, for some man. reason it's one of those like terrifying dreams you know where you're just not not prepared at all there's nothing going on um my kids are like this with food every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I only have. We only food. have a pantry
2: and a fridge full of food. We won't yeah. be able to well, feed yeah, ourselves. We, we're, yeah, what we're not hungry. Do? Like,
0: we're gonna have to go to the McDonald's. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're, like we don't have the food at home It's not the same. Um, but yeah, like uh, there, there's kind of this moment, and it it's really it's really interesting. Like, I'll obviously I'm gonna talk a little bit more about getting into that in a second. But Jesus kind of makes it painfully clear to them that they're not going to be able to feed these people whenever you, like, get the entire context of the story. So so we'll get there in a minute. Like, Jesus would know what they have mm-hmm, available, mm-hmm. right? He says, you guys go ahead and feed them. And they're like, oh, no, we can't. We don't have enough. Um, one more scripture, and this one is probably one of the most anxiety-inducing for me. Um, Jesus sends out his disciples, and, or at least if, if I saw myself in the story, it would make me super anxious. Uh, but he's about to send out all his disciples, and this is kind of the instructions that, that he gives uh, also. And this is Matthew 10, uh, starting in verse 9. It says, I do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts, no bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, uh, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it uh, your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. Uh, If it is not, let your peace return to you. Uh, If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on on the day of judgment than for that town. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. Uh, You'll be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But uh, when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." Uh, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Now, truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Okay, uh, a lot going on there as far as yeah. like Jesus' instructions to these guys. Don't take any extra gold or silver with you. Uh, you're just going to wear the shirt on your back and the sandals that are on your feet right now. Don't take anything extra extra. Um, like
2: don't worry about the money. Don't worry about where you're staying. Don't worry about the food. Don't (sighs) worry about the lesson part.
0: Also, they're going to beat you. Don't worry about that part. (laughs) Yeah. uh. Yeah. It's so intense. Like if I, if like we were putting an event together for the church, like to say like, "Hey, we're gonna go on this mission trip. and We need some volunteers. Yeah, by just, the way, uh, yeah, don't bring a suitcase. Uh, don't worry about that. You know, people, like we're going somewhere where you just might get beaten. Ooh, that's not my you know? calling. I don't uh, think yeah, I, mean. I don't think, Yeah, <laughs> I, don't don't think feel, I don't feel led to do that type of ministry. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like that's anxiety-inducing right there. Like Jesus is giving this instruction to like just leave all of it behind and come on. Yeah, yeah." Um, so uh, I wanted to lay out those stories on like, these are super stressful situations that the disciples find themselves in. And I think there's, there's a little bit of a connection uh, throughout these. And there was many other examples that you could use mm-hmm. uh, in, in scripture, but um, you get to the part where uh, Jesus is calming the storm and his response to them is you of little faith. Like, like I can't believe your faith. Stop is it. so Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. No, you're afraid. Stop it. Um, and he says that to the ocean. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but it, like whenever we first see that response of Jesus, it feels pretty unreasonable that, you know, Jesus rebukes them, especially because, you know, their life is literally in danger. Like they're about to like they, they might capsize and drown and everything like that. But um, like one of the things that I can I kind of take away from it is that the fear of the world is not the purpose of that emotion of fear. OK, and I'll, I'll get a little bit more into that whenever we mm-hmm. we talk later. like for the Matthew 10, I'm going to kind of approach that again in the conclusion but like we have fear within us like like i say like in whenever i'm talking in this this podcast like i i've said it before i don't i don't like the idea of there's an emotion that exists within us that we're not supposed to use for something right so i, I think there's a place for it and we'll talk about that in yeah. a minute but yeah. but the fear of fear of the world is not the purpose of that emotion in fact christ is kind of seems confused or like puzzled the disciples they can have a relationship with Jesus and still be afraid of death. Like, like that's that's crazy to, to Jesus, right? There's this profound thing that Jesus is like, well, I'm right here. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, um, like don't you know who's yeah. sitting in the boat with yeah. you? You know, uh, you, you've been with me all this time. Why are you afraid? Like, you don't have faith at this point. Like, you don't have faith in me, so um that's pretty that's pretty fascinating to me um i don't know Do is it possible you said you
2: have little faith because he was sleeping and they woke him up <laughs> yeah that's right that's right don't you need you, you of little faith you should have known you should have known sleeping. that i was sleeping that's
0: right <laughs> oh man but yeah that, I mean, that's probably it's like hey I, I told you like i set my alarm you should have waited uh, but um yeah, and then we get into the uh, the, the feeding of the 5,000, and like we're talking about this idea of being unprepared, like if you show up to school without your homework, or, like that you're supposed to have done, or like, uh, I don't know, you're, you've you volunteered to give a talk at church and you don't have it ready, you know? Um, Jesus kind of, like, his response to that is, okay, bring me what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they say, we only have this many fish and this many loaves of bread, and Jesus says, bring me what, what you have, and... Like like I said, the disciples are aware, made aware that they can't, they're they're not enough on their own to do the job that's laid out for them. Like they they don't have what it takes to to do it. But feeding this crowd or this 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 people this crowd of people, it, it's the will of Christ, right? It's the will of God in this this story. And um, but we can be we can often be anxious because we feel unprepared. We don't feel like we're enough, and uh, we can we can worry about all that type of that type of thing. Like we, we just we don't think that we we got it but sometimes jesus just says you know bring me what you have you know um bring what you have and then i'll do something with it like i've, I've heard a lot of stories of people that you know um they don't they don't think they can make a difference at church or something but but they go talk to that new couple that's mm-hmm. there they go talk to the the new kid that shows up to the youth group and because they because they just had a conversation with them not that it was anything deep or profound you didn't bring them to Jesus, maybe it's like, oh, I feel welcome here now. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm a part of this. And then someday that seed grows and becomes faith in somebody down, down the line. You know, it's it, Jesus is kind of bring me what you have. You don't have to preach a sermon. You can just go be nice to somebody on a Sunday morning, you know, um, bring, bring what you have and let Jesus do the rest, you know, let him feed the people. Um, yeah, there's even been uh, several lessons now where I look at it mm-hmm.
2: and I'm getting ready to just go for it yeah. and I look and go man this illustration yeah. is weak it yeah. doesn't flow like I want it just everything yeah. from a presentation which I care about yeah. all those yeah. things I'm like this is not where I want it to be but it's yeah it's mm-hmm. too you know it's too late I'm, right. I'm, I'm yeah. walking up yeah, yeah it's yeah. time yeah uh, and then I heard somebody you know a week later go mm. well Jack said in this lesson, you know, a week yeah, ago, like, yeah. I can't believe that you, <laughs> that, worked, that something huh? <laughs> from that actually affected yeah. your life yeah, that's in I mean. that kind of way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and the reverse has happened, too. But right. that was just one of those, like, this This is still true. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like there's better ways to do it, but this is what I've got. This is right, what I have. Yeah. Uh, and God can work through God often works through <laughs> all well, yeah, the, yeah. the parts of our failings to yeah. bring about success.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, I mean, it, it just kind of reinforces this idea that if if you're living the type of life that is seeking to do the will of God, you're going to have what you need, right? Uh doesn't mean that you're going to have everything you want. Um, like, I think that's where a lot of anxiety really really stems from is like we were scared that we're not going to have what we think we need which is really what we want oftentimes um we don't think that we don't just i think we live in a society where we don't just want the bare necessities right like uh, yeah um, no, we don't no. we don't just want the the baseline what we have we want to be more successful you know we want like i, I think that's that's one of the things that I think teens deal with a lot is like I mean there's a like it says that they feel a lot of pressure to succeed in school like that's what the statistics say like uh, they want to succeed financially or to the point that you know your parents respect it uh, or uh, whatever it is you, you want to be you want to be set you want to you want to have the nice car you want to have the big house you want you want all that you want to be successful in school and life whatever that definition for you is and you think you have to do everything A B C D completely right and perfectly in order to achieve that right um I, I think it all it also happens when we think that we're scared that we're not enough i it's why uh when you're on the social media stuff you're picking all of the you're, you're spending a lot of time picking all the right filters you know mm-hmm. you're you're taking the pictures over and over again you're redoing the videos you're making sure that uh you look impressive to the people that you're putting that image out to and it, it's why we're extremely careful not to do something we think might make us look foolish right like we we spend a lot of time building up this social structure where the place that we fit in our world, right? Whether it's in your class or with your friend group, whatever it is, you're building up this social structure and you think one mistake, it's all going to come crumbling down. And, um, that, that'll happen if we don't keep our best face on at, at all times, you know, like you, you've built this thing and you want it to stand up, but that thing might not be what you need, right? That thing might not be what God has planned for you. Maybe it's a friend group. That's not so good for you. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's a, an idea of success that doesn't honor God. You know, like who mm-hmm. knows what it is. Like, it may not be what you actually need, but we have an, a lot of anxiety trying to build that stuff up. So, to mm-hmm. this
2: point, we talked about this potentially happening uh, mm-hmm. in Matthew 6, yeah, in the Sermon yeah. on the Mount. Uh, <laughs> both, both of those ideas yeah. are very much mm-hmm. present where you have, if you mm-hmm. have this anxiety, it says, those things that you need are going to be provided for you, mm. so don't worry about that stuff. The, yeah. Those things are going to come now. If we want more than what we need, mm. there's going to be anxiety in yeah. that. Yeah. And the other part of it is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Well, if we're instead seeking uh, our pictures or yeah. our social structures or all those things, yeah. well, that's where anxiety is going to come in. A lot of our anxiety comes from focusing on the wrong thing mm-hmm, uh, and shifting away. And I don't know how much we're going to mention that here in just a moment. But, no,
0: yeah, but if, if you're feeling anxious, yeah. it's
2: probably because you're looking in the wrong direction yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of where you need to be. Yeah,
0: it's, it's trying to grab more for you instead of just accepting what God has laid out for you, I, I think. So, yeah. I mean, and not, not that there's anything wrong with working to be successful like working hard taking care of your schoolwork and that there's not a problem with having friends i think that's a good thing having having good solid relationships but sometimes it's not not the gifts that god has laid out for you um maybe I don't uh, know. a lot of things <laughs> so, a lot of
2: things that become bad for uh, very very few mm-hmm. of us are like I want to do this bad thing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the things that become bad for us are good things mm-hmm. when they're in their proper place. Right. We just get them out of their proper place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where we get into trouble.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so let's let's talk about some of the the practical advice here things to maybe maybe think about when wanting to deal with these feelings of anxiety, um, obviously, I mean, like, I feel like this comes up a lot. There there are some physical things that you can do to alleviate these feelings of anxiety. It's, you know, having the healthy body helps with having the healthy mind, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's all connected and it's all important. Um, exercise, eat healthy, like, that's that's all part of it just to make your brain function better and your body function better. That routine as well Yeah, going yeah. to the workout or whatever yeah. helps. Yeah, it, it just kind of helps, you know, put, put you in the right mind space too yeah. and makes you feel better. You, you, you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, and maybe, I mean, even just exercising makes you feel more confident than if you, you're you not, you know. Um. So uh, another thing, go offline more. Um. Like we, we talked about the statistics at the beginning, people that's been – Upwards of seven hours on online, uh, they're way worse off than uh, people that only spend maybe an hour or a little bit more than an hour on there. So, um, I think it's important. I think this was an important note. Uh, don't base the standard of who you should be on what you on what you see going on on social media. Don't don't base don't make don't make that your standard of what you need to be doing. What what you see everybody else doing, because there's some real nonsense going on on social media out there. Yeah. Um, no. And there's like. I, hopefully you have the discernment to know what is nonsense and and what isn't. But um, I don't know. Uh, if you don't, then it, don't ever look at it. Just like, yeah, that's don't put right. yourself in a position to <laughs> yeah, make yeah. a bad choice of right, <laughs> that right. being the standard. Just yeah, avoid it, it altogether. If it's if it's trending, odds are it's crazy and yeah. No, um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, just just a good rule of thumb. Like just get off of it for a little bit. Just disconnect some. Like, you don't need to be constantly plugged in to everything else. You know, you take some time and just get away. Um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do a little bit more on that in, in just a second. Uh, here's, here's another idea. Join some sort of club at school. If you're feeling isolated and alone, it may be a good idea to get involved in a club or group that shares some of your same interests, some of the things that you like. Uh, finding a group of people that share your interests helps you worry less about needing to fit in. You already have this un- understood common ground this understood common interest that you share um, And then you can nerd out about it. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you just yeah. lean in hard to this thing <laughs> that right. you all enjoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and, but uh I mean that's kind of what a youth what youth group should be or church should be. Yeah. I know there's a, there's a little bit of a complication there because there's a lot of people that are in different places in their faith, especially within a youth group of you know maybe their parents just make them come. Maybe it's uh one of those things where it's they're they're but not so deep in their faith yet to where, you know, it's a little bit of a difference there. But at the same time, it should be like this kind of safe place where you can be a group together and just uh, you have you have something that some somewhat. Yeah, a, yeah a there's somebody there that yeah,
2: you yeah. can connect with at yeah. some level. Yeah.
0: And that or you, you be that example, you be that difference uh, with within that group. I know that's hard whenever you're anxious, but um, <laughs> but just being yeah, just yeah. being that example, that helps out a lot. So um uh, another idea that goes along with this, uh, this is you can journal, meditate, practice gratitude, meditate and pray, uh, kind of those ideas there uh, together. So uh, write down the things that make you anxious, uh, whether that's you know the test that's coming up, whether that's uh, this one person that's at school that you are nervous about having a conversation with or you're nervous about uh, talking to them. Uh, maybe write it down, put it where you can see it, and then go to God in prayer over those things and uh, take time to put them uh, in their place of importance, I guess, is how I, w- I would say that. Um, because there's, there's a lot of times we get really anxious about things that matter, well, not so much in the grand scheme of things. Like, if two of your friends are hanging out together and they didn't invite you, they go hang out somewhere, they go to the movies or whatever, um, and they you, just, you weren't invited to go, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, it's that social structure that you think you should have built up more that you should be greater in that really isn't necessarily important you know it's not not mm-hmm. that big of a deal you you have all that you need um, and uh, we talk a lot about our value on this podcast and I, I think that's that's important because I think uh, I th- we talk about our value, and I think it's such a, a big struggle for teens, and that that fuels your anxiety. Teens wondering about how valuable they are. Uh, that that's what the whole thing. When if your friends ditch you and go go somewhere without yeah. you, like oh man, like what am I? You know, I'm am I am I trash? Because they don't want to hang out. With me? Did I say something wrong at one point? Like did I did I look weird? Did I have something in my teeth when we talked last? Like they don't want to hang out with me anymore. Uh, you can get inside your head, and all these worries just pop up. Uh, whenever something doesn't have that way, um, but as far as your value goes, the answer—if you—if you can go back, you know, take some time, pray, meditate, ground yourself in Christ—you know that the answer is that you are infinitely valuable to God. You—you you always will be. Um, like I—I I think if—if if you were the only person in the world, God would have still sent His Son to die for you. Like you are valuable to God. Right? Um, when when you practice gratitude, uh, as as we kind of move on to the, this. Uh, You practice gratitude. You don't look at what you are missing. You're appreciating the gifts that you've received. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of touched on that a little while ago, that we chase after building up things that are not always that important instead of just appreciating that God has given us so much. So so far, he has given us so much, um, and we can just kind of appreciate what we already have, and God's going to continue to care for us and meet our needs and give us what we're supposed to have. Um, Okay. Um, last idea. Um, if if it's really really intense, you might need to see a professional therapist. Uh, that might be something if you are if you are that far uh, into anxiety. You just there's that, or you can talk to somebody who's not a professional, right? Like talk to someone you trust about your worries. Uh, we can get caught up in our own heads, like I said, and we we create all these over the top crazy narratives that just drive us insane with worry. Um, but getting someone else's perspective, uh, maybe somebody. That's older than you. That's been there. That's gone through it. Uh, even just talking to a friend that you trust. I mean, it kind of helps you put it in perspective a little bit um, because you know when you just when you think about it by yourself, it can you can blow it out of proportion. Yeah, you can make things wild um, or like even I don't know. Just just talk to somebody that might be able to help you calm down. I've been to therapy. I think
2: generations are more open to it now. Mm. It's less of a thing, but it's not unchristian to go talk yeah. to somebody about stuff. You know, it's not a, you don't have enough faith or you need to pray more. Or you need to read yeah. more. Maybe you do need to do those things. Maybe that's true. But mm. uh, to say... Like, well, you're not praying enough, that'll get rid mm-hmm. of the uh, okay, there may there may actually be this need of I need somebody on the outside to help me mm-hmm. sort through the the stuff that I can't sort through. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. so go get it. Like if you need it, yeah, go get yeah. it. Then the options are now available more than ever with yeah. some of the online things. On, and, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely probably for the better that it's it's so widely available now to have people to help you just work through your stuff right yeah <laughs> um okay so uh as we kind of uh transition into unless you have any more comments on the practical stuff uh we're, we're gonna kind of transition into our conclusion here and I, like i said i want to back up to that matthew chapter 10 passage uh for a little bit where jesus sent his disciples out all over the place said hey only wear what's on your back only the shoes that are on your feet don't take any extra money with you um it says, like, hey, you're going to be handed over to be flogged in the synagogues. You're going to be hated by everyone. Like, yikes. That's that's terrifying, right? Like, if, if Jesus told you to do that, that that's just, that makes you crazy. That makes you mm-hmm. anxious. Uh, what, what's going to happen? Um, I wanted to read uh, a little bit of Jesus. He goes further on here, and it's a little bit more of the the why you should be able to do this, why you should be able to handle it. Um, We get down to verse 26, and it says, uh, So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed, or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in dark, speak it in daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim it from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are are, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care? And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. Who whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Uh, so uh, the, there's a little bit of scariness to that verse as well. But it's, it's also should be a big comfort whenever you read that. I think that's Jesus' purpose more than anything. He says, don't be afraid of them. Uh, like he said, you're going to go out, you're going to get flogged. You're going to get beaten. Everyone's going to hate you. Don't be afraid of them. Now it you should maybe be afraid of the one that can kill the body and the soul. Right? Like that's serious. That's a big deal. Don't be afraid of those that can only kill the body. Um, Jesus response in sending these disciples, uh, he's at, he's kind of putting them to this exercise of total trust and dependence on mm-hmm. God. It's this, this total trust in Christ, uh, it's very seldom an experience of comfort. If you are gonna put your total trust in Jesus and actually do this walk thing, it's not always going to be comfortable, which is what we often chase and leads to this anxiety, right? Uh, When you put total trust in God, it means you have to let go of your dependence on yourself. Uh, Jesus also asks us to lay down our burdens. Um, Anxiety and fear is a burden on our soul and we need to unload them on Jesus. Trust that he'll care for you. I know that's, that's a lot easier for some than for others, but it's a worthwhile thing. Uh, Jesus, is, Jesus is pushing us towards this relationship of, um, I'm gonna take care of you, no matter what, you know? Uh, like in the Matthew chapter six version, he says, don't be anxious about anything. He says, stop it, <laughs> right? yeah. don't be afraid. You know? um, He wants us to have this level of trust that we know since we have relationship with him, we have eternal life. We have something special beyond what we have here. And so you don't need to be afraid of anything that this earth can, like, anything that the world can throw at you, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious about it. Like, you have something, you have a gift that is special and it's priceless. It's, it's infinitely valuable, mm-hmm. just like you are to Jesus, but...
2: Yeah, and the the don't fear those that can only kill the body, not mm-hmm. but not the soul, but fear the one. So, you're you're going. It's very similar to the mm-hmm. you can only serve one master. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't serve two. Yeah. So make make that choice. You know, slave yeah. to one thing or slave to something else. Fear of this or fear of mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at like what Tanner said here with the trust, if you look at those two categories, if you're going to fear. People mm. not liking you socially, and so I need to, I need to close off parts of my life because mm. those look too weird, yeah. uh, and I need to portray myself this way. You're never going to reach the point of not being anxious. Yeah, uh, your whole life will just be that. Yeah. Uh, but if you fear God instead, right, and say, yeah. okay, I know what He's doing and what He's done and what He's going yeah. to do, and I don't need to worry about the, yeah. you know. I I, I said you know don't need to worry about this you won't be thinking about right I got to close this off because it looks too weird or any right. of that right and then anxiety is gonna start going away anyway because it doesn't yeah. matter yeah, it, yeah it's gonna stop mattering to you right
0: right I mean you you stop putting you stop putting your trust in in yourself and you start putting trust in Jesus who says don't be anxious I I calm the sea I calm the storms uh, don't be anxious I'll take care of where you lack like where whatever mm-hmm. you're missing I I am more than enough for you Um, and like there are people that might hate you for following me there are people that are going to uh, think you look strange they're going to they might cast you out whatever Uh, Jesus is enough and he wants you to know that you're enough that whoever will will announce him to others like he will proclaim them to the Father like he will he will lift you up right Uh, when we're living our life devoted to Jesus and seeking his way we don't we don't have to be anxious about being enough because jesus is yeah and so those kind of thoughts for today um anything else good uh, to go all right
2: give 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 yourself grace because uh the anxiety that you have even as a follower puts you in the company of Mm. every other follower of god that's ever existed anxiety is going to be there but learn from uh, those things that we have Written yeah. for us.
0: Yeah, and if if you're just if you're super anxious, just stop it. Right, like that's just, right. Just stop it. <laughs> like, <true>. Okay, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening today. Uh, once again, you can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at the Maze Podcast, uh, or you, you can shoot us an email through the Maze nine one six at Gmail. If, if you got any comments for us, any shows that, uh, any any topics he wants to touch on, um, I think it would be cool. Like we talked about it a little bit today, but maybe interviewing somebody that knows what they're talking about on the social media stuff i think that'd be pretty cool somewhere down the line so i don't know um but anyway we don't need to talk shop but <laughs> anyway thank you guys for listening and being there uh let us know what you think and uh we'll, we'll see you Catch next time, time. Right. You that's right. Thank you for joining us on the Through the Maze podcast. This is the part where we navigate teen life together. Subscribe and like this podcast. Share it with friends. Leave a comment about your experience dealing with the issues we talked about. We don't pretend to have all the answers. We'd love to see you share what has worked for you and what hasn't worked. What are your stories about dealing with today's topic? It's also an opportunity to share a word of encouragement as we try to understand where Christ is leading us as we navigate Through the Maze.